Round two is no joke, even when you're facing the Joker. This is where the, we separate the pretenders from the contenders. Get some skin in the game with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. They're offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at $10,000. That's right, 10 Gs, baby, in total prizes each day. The best part, it's free. If I didn't make that clear, it's free to play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games. Track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from what team will hit mo the most three-pointers a game to which team will score first. And the best part, DraftKings is safe secure and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience that's right no risk here uh, in getting your money in and out it's that easy download the top rated DraftKings app now and use the co promo code tbpn that's promo code tbpn when you sign up to get your free shot at ten thousand dollars in total prizes Every day of the basketball playoffs, head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes and use that promo code TBPM for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Tim Kitzer here, the voice of NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. Welcome to the Solar Panel. Tonight's matchup, Espo versus the Silver Fox versus Carmel Thunder. Boomer Shakalaka. Ahoy, ahoy. Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of the Solar Panel, whether you're watching us live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, if you have an old uh, TV and you found some way to get the rabbit ears to pick us up or wherever you're listening to us on podcast, we appreciate you, the Flaming Ballers, more than you know. I'm Shout out to Vegas. Cordis Junction, Arizona. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that's who's doing the rabbit ears. Oh, I am your host, Greg Esposito. Oh, hoy, hoy. And joining me as always, the man. The myth, the legend, it's DeVito King. Dave, how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing pretty awesome. See, Something forward, baby! Don't jokingly say anything before the show because it likely will show up in the, in the show. And uh, the, the man who's always, you know, on top of his game and, and looking suave, it is the Carmel Thunder from Down Under. Saul, how are you, my friend? Fellas, 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 how we doing today? Hey, not going to Hooters with the fellas uh, because the missus isn't isn't a fan. So, all right, all right, well, hey. <laughs> who wants to go to Applebee's with the fellas? That's what the married guys say. Four Peaks. <laughs> Four Peaks. There we go. Uh, so, a it's always an interesting week in Suds World. Even when you think you got an entire week off, nothing's going to happen, and you can enjoy other people. We have a whole show ready basketball. without even thinking the Suns had an opponent for the Western Conference Finals. We <laughs> yeah, were we ready did. to go, and now, yeah. now do we? What do we do? Yeah. I feel like yeah. Devin Booker getting snubbed for All NBA was like fourteen weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. So that true. was this week, wasn't it? It, it oh, was, man. and. I, we actually thought it was going to be part of the show, and I think this will be the only mention of it because there's so much to talk about uh, in this yeah. in this week. Uh, and before we get into who they're going to play, let's start with Devin Booker uh, and just get it out of the way. Team USA for Devin Booker. Congrats. Uh, Flex from Jersey whoop, whoop. insinuated it. A lot of guesses as to what Flex was trying to hint at on the last episode of the program uh he said there would be a big positive announcement and people went wild with what that meant i don't know if team usa was was uh, what anybody was expecting but that is just, just for clarification this was after chris paul got yes, COVID. yes that wasn't was a positive announcement no, he was talking no, about no no positive test he was talking <laughs> about something to make us feel better and uh, devin booker playing for team usa some people, you know, I, I I listened to way too much yesterday and read way too much. Too much. Some people actually ripping the fact that that Devin Booker, or not ripping, but but questioning the fact of is this a good thing? Should he rest? All these. 
celebrate the fact that he's recognized. We we pounded the drum for so damn long that this guy gets no national attention, no respect. Well, being named to Team USA is a big amount of respect. The other the other part of that is yeah. he, you know, somebody in the chat just said it. Uh, you know, it's a great opportunity to recruit. And if you don't think yeah. Devin Booker isn't trying to get some other superstars on this team, <laughs> you're right and out of your mind because it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, because people, other teams obviously are hoping that uh, their their guy will recruit Devin Booker, but it's the other way around, man. That guy is committed here. He knows he knows this is where he wants to be. He knows this is where he wants a super team. What I love about the Olympic team is Devin Booker was already selected as one of the 12 it's not like he's just one of a pool of 40 that's going to go to a tryout he's one of the 12 and this is a this is a huge leap from just two years ago when he was named to the all-star game after uh damian lillard's injury he was just happy to be there basically and barely played and he got that put back dunk but he basically barely played now he's going to be one of the 12 on the olympic team Will this feel like the Pan Am games at some point? Maybe, you know, because <laughs> a lot of guys are going to be opting out. But already, I, what what do we hear? Jason Tatum, mm -hmm. Damian Lillard, Lillard. Yep. Draymond Green for some reason. He doesn't – is he an international type player? I don't know about Draymond Green. But, <laughs> but anyway, Tatum and Lillard, that's going to be a fun, fun group. Hey, so yeah. finally, Draymond's getting book out of Phoenix. He's taking him to Japan. So congratulations, Draymond. Out of Phoenix. We're going to Tokyo. <laughs> <That's right>. Look, <laughs> the, the, there's a chance that he can't go because if the Suns, uh, you know, I, I know people will get mad by if saying if, but I'm finals. not going to piss off the basketball gods. If the Suns make the finals, uh, yeah. th that could complicate things as uh, if that series goes seven games. I believe the first, uh, the first game in Tokyo is a day later. So... Obviously, uh, unless, unless Devin has some supersonic jet we're not aware of, I don't think that uh, he'd be making well, it. Well, at this rate, the Suns and Four guy might be able to hook him up. <laughs> <laughs> guy's getting USA so popular. and Four. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like now we're required to punch four. somebody. I feel like now we're required to punch somebody in the face if we make a prediction. Like, do we have Only to go full hockey as fight? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm as heavy as he is. I'm just about a foot shorter than him, I think. So. <laughs> he's a big dude. Like he I was is a saying, big like dude. He's a big dude. And uh, he, he's, he does cameo appearances now, uh, hey. which I think is kind of like, mm, okay. It's whatever. yours, right? Hey, but, look, yeah. All I'm happy hey, about is Milk it Devin, for everything you can. Milk it, exactly. <laughs> um, if Devin Booker gets to go to Tokyo as soon as the finals are over, at least he won't be stuck getting double teamed in a gym. An open gym during the summer. He'll so. just be busting fools from uh, Cambodia that are double teaming him. It'll be great. And, uh, so. Hey, nobody can clown those guys like Charles Barkley did in '92. So you know, <laughs> it'll be great. Look, if it, I don't, I don't begrudge anybody for doing cameos. So if you want an Espo cameo, hit me up. We'll, uh, we can do a bootleg cameo just for you and yours. It's you fine. Go. So let's get to the big news. Nobody's here to hear us talk about Team USA as happy as we are for Devin Booker. We know who the Phoenix Suns are taking on in the Western Conference Finals. And somewhere the basketball gods are in the corner going, how the hell did this happen? Yeah. It's the Phoenix Suns <laughs> versus the Los Angeles Clippers. That's right. The Clippers, the first time that they've ever made the Western Conference Finals in 51 years and uh, a million curses versus the Phoenix Suns who have had their own, uh, you know, line, long Nine, line. 999,000 to the Clippers. To their one million. Yeah, well, <laughs> but the Clippers are saying, look, you got nothing on us. <laughs> this yeah. is true. Suns this, are I a mean, fran if, lucky franchise compared hey, to the Clippers. Yeah. Look, look, the Sun, the Suns are the, the ones that have dated a bunch of people and have gotten screwed in every relationship, and the Clippers are the 50-year-old virgin. All right? Neither are, are great actually, places yeah. to be. But yeah, know, the first one's not so bad. Yeah, but at least you got your beak wet a little bit. Well, you know what I mean? True. Like, hey, come on true, I was gonna say, what's so wrong with that first one? Look, like, crushing on, disappointment yeah. is difficult too. Just, you know, wondering what it feels you didn't like talk is one about thing. The crushing disappointment. I was looking at a different, a different connotation for getting screwed every time. Hey, I hey think now, Saul was right. too. 
All right. Uh, well, that, the caramel that's fair. thunder was too. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think I think I inadvertently just uh, revealed myself as the nerd virgin, and you two are the ones that got your beaks wet. <laughs> yeah, you didn't too say often. screwed over. You just said screwed. <laughs> so, so look, we've got. Uh, you know, this is going to be an interesting series. Uncharted territory, obviously, for uh, the Lakers fans who are now wearing Clippers jerseys because they've never seen their second favorite team, the Clippers, in the Western Conference Finals. But the, it, the fact that this matchup is clouded in numerous ways, right? You've got the Clippers acting like uh, like they're Illuminati when they're talking about Kawhi Leonard. We it, There's no confirmation as to what's going on with Kawhi, how long he's out, if he has any chance of playing in this series, it's totally shrouded in mystery. And then on the sun, funny is there was a, there was that Terrence man uh, celebration video that was shown around. Uh, I saw it on Twitter where they, you know, pouring, I guess just water on him uh, in the locker room. And Kawhi is off in the corner. Didn't get off of his chair, was clapping from his chair. So me, as a Suns fan is going, oh man, his knee's so bad he can't even stand up to cheer his teammates when they yeah. win the conference, you know, get into the conference finals. Clippers fans are like, dude, he's so chill. I love that guy. Oh. It's like, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's Kawhi. Clapping is, Kawhi. is like an impressive amount of emotion coming out of Kawhi Leonard, right? Uh, and it's extremely loud with hands that large as well when it, when Kawhi's <laughs> clapping. But look, you've got that. And then uh, obviously we're recording this at, at, at 8 a.m. On, on Saturday, so we don't have anything official on CP3, but there's all the confusion about what's going on with CP3. Is, will he still be in health and safety protocols And when game one on Sunday at 1230 rolls around? My gut's telling me yes, uh, based on everything I've heard and, you know, uh, the thoughts of viral load that have been dancing in my head at, at, at night after we talked with, with Flex. My guess is he's out game one so you've got both teams down at least to to start mm -hmm. this series a superstar so when you're looking All at nba it, player yeah when when you're looking at this guys what do you make of uh, of at least game one where we're, where we're sitting here and what we know about these two teams so why don't we start with you well i i mean game one's probably yeah it's always important, right? But I think game one out of any of the games in the series is going to be kind of a wild card, uh, especially yeah. if CP3 is not going to play. Uh, that's right. probably the one where if the Clippers really want to win this series, they have to win game one on the road because you don't have CP3 in the fold. I think if CP3 comes back, um, you know, obviously that dynamic changes greatly. So it, it's going to be loud. That's the, that's the benefit of the Suns right now, that they're, they're, they're the best team in the NBA left. That's what it is. And they have home court advantage throughout the rest of the playoffs. If they take care of business, uh, the NBA Finals will be start here. Uh, is, so the the ball yep. is completely in their court. And I think if if you're going to come out, and I, and I do expect the Suns, they're fresh. That's the best thing about this. They're fresh. They've sat out for a week, so there might be a little bit of rust in the first quarter. But I think after they get through that first quarter, kind of get those jitters out and and whatever. I think you'll start to see them wear down the Clippers in the second half. That would be my prediction in this in this first game because the Clippers are coming off back to back to back to back to back games. Um and that was a physical series, you know, and that was, you know, that was taxing on them. Paul George, I mean, he had to carry that load for quite a while. And Terrence Mann, I I, I don't even know what the hell happened there last night. That was crazy. Uh, good for that kid, but uh it's a different animal when you're coming to Phoenix. Um, with this rabid fan base who's just as thirsty to get to the NBA Finals as as a Clipper fan base. Oh, come yeah, on. I, the love, Suns are I love Espo's prediction of what's going to happen with Chris Paul. You got to share that with us, Espo. Wait, which prediction? When, when Chris Paul's going to show up for the. <laughs> oh, come on. I, I don't man. remember this prediction. That was your best tweet. Which, Chris Paul's going to show up by coming in through the secret tunnel. Oh, the secret stage. tunnel, oh, yeah. Secret tunnels. <laughs> well, no, look. He's just going to he's going to do a strut out the secret tunnel and say, "I'm ready. I'm here." Yeah, well, no, I, I think. Oh, I think but also, I'm so positive for COVID. Give me hugs <laughs> to the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, he's just going to sneak into the Clippers locker room and go, "Everybody, especially the unvaccinated, come hang hey, out with me, boys." How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> well, pandemic P. Let's 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 give you some of the plague. We're here Our for own you. Pandemic look, P. Yeah. yeah. Look, uh, I, I just uh, this this uh, these first few games I think are going to come down to 
let DeAndre Ayton eat, right? They're going to try this small ball crap that they did against Utah, and I don't think that works against a DeAndre Ayton who's much more athletic than Rudy Gobert, right? Sure, he's not as good defensively. Rudy Gobert is a three-time uh, you know, defensive player of the year, but DeAndre Ayton is more athletic and can punish you on the offensive end, which Rudy Gobert isn't going to do. I think this is this is the key in, in, in with at the beginning of the series to kind of set the tone, very much like DeAndre Ayton did in Game One against the Lakers. Come out and dominate in in that first game, and make it clear that the Clippers can't ignore you. They cannot, uh, you know, play small and and just not think you're going to be a factor. Dominate that first oh. game and that's key guys we've had this conversation at least a hundred times in the last three years and every single time the answer is the same i'm not as excited about deandre Ayton offensively as you guys seem to be and every single time the suns play a team without a center we all expect deandre Ayton to eat everybody expects him to get 30 points the dude is not that kind of player he's not going to get big points against the centers if they're playing five out and the Suns aren't going for that. It's just he's never been a guy who gets up for playing a six eight guy who's two hundred pounds. He but, just doesn't do that. But but he's also completely turned that flip that script in the playoffs, specifically in the playoffs. Right? <laughs> he hasn't he's played been, any six eight two hundred pounders. Well, in the I mean, you can't you can't cut the man's hands off before he steals anything. Geez, you know, like give him a chance to see if he can do something. In, in the playoffs, you know what I mean? Like now that you know, first of all, CP3 being out changes the, the mindset of everybody on that team. Everybody else knows that they have to step up to some degree. I think DeAndre Ayton is no different in this scenario. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to come out and drop 30, but you just have to be – you have to punish the Clippers enough to make them respect the fact that you're down low. If they I don't agree. do that, if they don't do that, then yes, they're going to get exposed just like the Jazz were. But if they can make – the Clippers stay honest, just honest enough on the offensive side that they have to concern themselves about, you know, going small against the Suns. That's the only difference that you really want to make. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't I, need thirty points. I need tw the twenty-two and and twelve that he got against the Lakers. Like that's that's what what I need just to set a tone, just to make it clear you're not going to be able to to to, to try to do what you did against the Jazz because. That's a that's a clear, uh, you know, unlike if they had faced the Jazz, that's a clear advantage for the Suns is the center position. I just, yeah, I, I'm expecting, I'm expecting a 14 and and 12 series from him, not a 20 and 12 or anything like that. I just, it's okay though. That's the Suns can still win in five games. The Suns still could win in six games. All that is not, all I'm saying is. The key to that series is not going to be DeAndre Aiden, whether he gets 20-plus points and eats offensively against Nick Batum. The key to the series is who's making the threes for the Suns when they need to make them. Is Mikel Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, Torrey Craig. Those guys are great perimeter defenders. Are they defending the perimeter well? Are they making their threes on their end and keeping the Clippers honest that way? Um, absolutely. When Chris Paul is back, he's going to make sure he makes the Clippers pay for whatever defense they're playing. And yes, I would expect when he wants to, when Chris Paul wants to, he's going to, he's going to, um, drop back in there. He's going to get the ball to Deandre Ayton on the roll, but it depends on what the Clippers do. It all depends on what the Clippers do. If the Clippers decide they're going to, they're going to all sink down on Ayton. Guess what? Chris Paul and Devin Booker are going to make 150 mid rangers oh, in the yeah. series, just like Denver did. Now he only scored, he only averaged 14 a game against Denver, despite Nikola Jokic being a, a pile of cement in the middle. Um, that's just the way it's okay. Cause Chris Paul, if, if Chris Paul and Devin Booker get 25 points from mid range, every single game, Chris Paul averaged 16.5 mid range points, a game against the Clippers, not, not uh, total points, 16.5 mid range points, just on, on his own pull up jump shoot. That's what he's going to do. If, or if you're the Lakers, then yeah, DeAndre Ayton will get 20 because they they decide to let DeAndre uh, they decide to uh, guard the mid range. If you if you guys and I'm sure you guys remember the Lakers guarded right there where Paul and Booker want to shoot right around the edge of the of the free throw line. So it depends on what the Clippers are going to do defensively. They don't need to have size to neutralize Ayton, but they won't be able to neutralize the Suns' offense. That's all I'm trying to say. 
The Suns winning and losing has nothing to do with whether Aiton gets all the points. It has to do with Aiton being decisive when he gets his opportunities. He's going. He's been decisive in the playoff. Paul, to your uh, Saul, to your point, Aiton's been very decisive when he gets the ball. He's catching in a, in a crowd. He's finishing when he needs to. He's not just standing there shaking, holding the ball, waiting to pass it out to somebody. That's awesome. That needs to continue. Let's just not look at the box score to decide how well he did. That's all. No, like I said, yeah. it, it, it's it's with DA. It's never about the amount of anything. It's always about the impact mm-hmm. he makes to keep everybody honest. Right? People are going to look at these box scores. I have a feeling. And let's say the Suns lose a game, they're going to look at DA and blame him for everything that goes on defensively. Just oh, like he's a the, mismatch on yeah, the people perimeter. People are blaming Gobert. Go Gobert, right? You know, and yeah. and there's a part of this that that you know the the defensive strategy needs to come in as well. You know, there there are going to be times where okay, if maybe somebody's just cooking for the for the Clippers or the whole team is cooking, mm-hmm. you might have to switch DA out and and put a smaller guy like bring in a Cam Johnson and go, yeah. uh, you know, three wings instead of you know just two. Tory Craig, those are the, yeah, the, the exactly. types of adjustments that you get. And Tory Craig being a part of this is huge. Huge. That that acquisition huge. right now in this very moment yep. is the biggest acquisition mm-hmm. of the yeah. season. And I can't wait to see this this series. I, I also let's let's also pump the brakes on the Clippers for a second. I just I have to say this out loud. Frank John uh, Frank Jackson was unbelievable in game four or five, game five, right? Jackson, Reggie Jackson, Jackson right? Reggie Jackson. I'm sorry, Reggie. Oh Jackson. my! Frank, sorry, oh, Frank Jackson. Jackson. I was like, as soon as I said wow. that, I was like, wait, it's Frank. Don't Frank give me crap Jackson. for calling Reggie you Paul. Jackson. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> I so, get that that so, Terrence Mann was an unknown name, and that you know, but, yeah, whatever. but Reggie yeah. Jackson, yeah, just Reggie Jackson, yeah. whatever. Reggie I'm Jackson. Pretty comfortable. Uh, Chris Paul's going to get in Re- Reggie Jackson. Reggie Reggie Jackson going crazy in Game Five, and then Terrence Mann going crazy in Game Six. Yeah, those are not the norm. Okay, and so if you think as a Clippers fan, you're going to be able to rely on that for this entire series with the the better defensive players. I I believe that the Suns were a better defensive team than the Jazz, more athletic um, and be uh, and and more suited to be able to handle the Clippers than the Jazz were. I I got to stat me if you're ready. Hold on. You secretly you did a reach around stat me. In that, in, yeah, yeah, uh, you did. It, with the yeah, Chris Paul mid range, too. Like, Dave's just yeah, gonna did. statue. I, did left do. I right snuck today. that one in, didn't I? Hey. Oh, Dave, stop me. Those dudes, Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson, on Friday night again, that Suns Clippers game 19 of 24 Jeez. from the field. 19 of there, it's not gonna happen. It's not going to happen again. Insane. You're right, Saul. I was just supporting you with a stat me. Thank you. I appreciate you. you. I appreciate well, you. This comes down to, do you trust? I think in a lot of ways this comes down to, do you trust Devin Booker more than you trust Paul George? To me, the answer is yes, from what we've seen in the playoffs. I mean, that's that, that, I think this series is going to very much come down to that, especially in games that CP3 oh. isn't playing. Sorry, I, I got to clarify that. That was second half only. The 19 of 24 in the second half only. That I would normally agree with you, Espo, but I mean, I, I'm not going to discredit Paul George, especially once Kawhi left. I think Paul George was one of the best players in the NBA in the last two games. Like he was super solid. He he did everything his team asked for him. Usually I would be calling him pandemic P, but playoff P seems to be coming back. In a very real way, so I'm not going to discredit Paul George. I'll give credit where credit is due. I'm not discrediting. I'm just saying I, at this point, I feel more and and it. I'm biased. Guess what? I'm doing a Sun show, <laughs> but I feel more comfortable with Devin Booker uh, than than Paul George in, in this moment right now. Especially where if it comes down to one of these guys has to carry their team and hit the big shot in, in the last moment. Devin Booker has proven that against the Clippers. Devin Booker has done it against the full-strength Clippers. So I just feel uh, I feel better in that case. But look, let, I, I want to talk about Chris Paul and uh, and his what seems to be a curse. We do have a clip. Let's let's look at this clip from uh, from Barstool Sports that I think encapsulates a lot of what all of us think. Oh, when it no. comes to CP3. Here's to be doing everything that it possibly can 
to keep Chris Paul from getting a title. First, it was David Stern blocking a trade to get Chris Paul to be a Laker. Still, no idea why that happened. It was inexplicable. Then he goes to the Clippers, where Scott Foster begins his reign. Oh, and 11 in playoff games where Scott Foster starts officiating. Then a fully vaccinated CP3 who is on his way to a title, a fully vaccinated CP3 has to contract COVID, has to quote unquote contract COVID out indefinitely. I don't know who the league hates more, Chris Paul or the Phoenix Suns, because it feels <laughs> feels like this is a perfect storm where the, the Venn diagram comes together in a perfect the league hates you moment. Here's an idea. Maybe just retest them. This fishiness level is very high, in my opinion. It's like <laughs> macro level fishiness. <laughs> oh, first of all, I don't know what that accent she's got going on, but it was, yeah, that it was, was weird. Funny. Where is like, she from? But but <laughs> is that what love, forced her to say the, Venn diagram instead of Venn diagram? I, I just I just love that she's acting as if Ab, uh, <laughs> Adam Silver. Is sitting in some lab in New York going, going, unleash the COVID. (laughs) We can't can't let Chris Paul do this. (laughs) Well, it is funny because Chris Paul played through the shoulder. Like, you know, they separated his shoulder and he still played through it. So let's just give him COVID so the league can make him sit down. You know, that is that is a good point. Well, she's acting like there was a sniper <laughs> in that Lakers game that shot Chris Paul in the shoulder. You know, like the, the grassy knoll, they're coming. And look, there's no conspiracy when it comes down to now it's Suns versus Clippers. Like, this is not the league wasn't like, Ma, please, let's get these two franchises together. <laughs> but but Chris Paul. Paul has dealt with some of the more unbelievably ridiculous things that have come in his way. I mean, think about it. And this, this epitomizes it to me, the shoulder, the COVID now, and the uncertainty of when he'll be able to play all of this, how appropriate would it be? How big of a capstone to his career would it be to win a title in this year? where he is facing all these roadblocks that keep getting thrown in front of him. It is a microcosm of what he's faced his entire career. I can't wait to see him back out there because I think he's going to be even extra motivated after, after coming out of this because he's had to be uh, away from the team for this last week. No, I mean, I agree. I think this is his, his best chance to win an NBA championship. Uh, let, let's just say if we moved on, to, and we're not going to talk about the offseason or anything like that, but let's just say no. if he came back next year and we didn't add anybody, any other superstar to the roster, right? Um, everybody else comes back fresh and healthy, and, and okay, now it's kind of an, a, a more even playing field um, to to some degree, right? I think because of what's going on in the NBA right now and and people are dropping like flies <laughs> all over the league like this is the best chance what whatever you want yeah. to say about it this is the best chance the phoenix suns has, have ever had to win an nba championship and this so is, and this is chris paul's best chance and so god help him i hope he he uh gets to come back and play because man what a tragedy that would be if he didn't get to play i got another stat oh it's a triple stat because of the 16.5 at your at your age, I didn't know you could go three oh. times in one show, dude. <laughs> I got stories. Okay, anyway, um, stats. he's the tantric of stat me. <clears throat> stats, stats, stats. So, the Suns. This will be the Suns' tenth Western Conference Finals. How many times do you think they've had the home court advantage? Uh, twice. Ooh, no, I'm gonna say like seven times. Which two do you think it would be? That's two. Which two do you think it is, Espo? Nine, 93 and uh, one of the one of the seven seconds or less teams. The OC, first one. The first one. Okay. Yeah. 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 93 and, and nice. the first seven seconds or less. They haven't because they didn't make the conference finals in 07. So this is the first time they've been in a conference final. Third time. Sorry. They'll have home court advantage in the conference finals. 93 was the first one. They made it to the finals. Um, the only time they didn't was the was the you know Borg when the Borg came in and and uh, beat the Suns. They actually beat the Suns first two games at home. The Clippers are not the Borg, so uh, I'm, I'm feeling really good about the Suns making the finals again. And yes, the Suns have nothing to apologize for. The Suns have had so much bad luck with injuries, suspensions, all that. 
nothing to apologize for. No one remembers what players were playing for what teams. They only remember what team won the championship. That's all that matters. Well, talking about Chris Paul, we had our friend uh, put together a breakdown of just how historically great uh, Chris Paul is. It's from Sun's Film Room. Let's uh, let's check it out. Sun's Video Breakdown. Excuse me, Sun's Video Breakdown. Is the last of a dying breed. A pass-first, pick-and-roll savant, and king of the mid-range, he's one in a million. At 36 years of age, he's playing perhaps some of the best basketball in his career. And he's not stopping just yet. But what makes him so good? There are a few levels in his game that we need to focus on to even begin to understand how great he really is. The first level is his mid-range dominance. This postseason, Chris has made 29 mid-range jumpers on 54% shooting. That's the second most makes behind only Kevin Durant. And keep in mind, he's done that with a hurt shoulder too. During the regular season, he made 197 mid-range buckets on a sizzling 52% efficiency. That was most in the league. Remember, he's six feet tall, and he was 36 years old this season. Look at the last game, for instance. He made 10 mid-range jumpers on 67% shooting. Watch how he reacts to the defense in these clips. He's not forcing anything. He's just taking what the defense is giving him. Now, the second level is his ball handling and control. Chris's ability to change speeds, change directions, and stop on a dime with the ball make him so difficult to defend. And one thing I love about his game is he plays with the same pace regardless of how the D is playing him. He's always calm, collected, and he's in control. Take a look here. As Chris comes down the floor, Aiden's right there to screen. Austin Rivers knows this and prepares to fight through. He doesn't want CP3 going middle. However, Chris knows this too. To keep Rivers off balance though, he gives him a quick hesitation dribble to act like he's going to go right. It's so subtle, but it forces Rivers to pounce. And then Chris rams him into the Aiden screen. And now we're in drop coverage and Chris begins snaking. Watch how he uses his body to keep Rivers on his back. At the same time, he has the ball on a string, keeping it just out of reach of the MVP. After finally drawing in four defenders, he dishes it, and Mikhail sinks the open three. Here's another example. Watch Chris Paul punish his man with a misdirection. Austin's on the hip of DA, about to get screened. Chris crosses left, but Rivers gets through it. Now he sees this, so he spins back the other way and leads Austin into a brand new screen. This one works much better, and he's off attacking the Nuggets drop coverage. One more. Chris Paul sees the screen coming. He doesn't speed up, he doesn't slow down, he keeps his pace, but gives a nice inside dribble to get his man leaning, and then he goes the other way. And finally, level three. Chris Paul's basketball IQ and ability to play make. He's able to make the right reads on such a consistent basis that a turnover for Chris Paul is always a surprise. His ability to see what's happening on the court, to process all that information in his head in a split second and then react accordingly is so amazing. Take a look at what's happening here. The Suns start out in horns and Dario sets a down screen for Cam, who then sets a screen for Chris Paul. Chris then drives while Dario rolls. He sees the defense rotating and throws the bounce pass to keep the ball safe. Sarge gets it and pump fakes, but McGee rotates and he has to pass it back out. Now normally this is a point where a lot of players would simply hoist it up or try to ISO. Not Chris, he knows he's open, but he also knows he can loosen up the defense even more. He gives a subtle pump fake and swings past MPJ. Now he's open in the mid-range. He knows the corner defense has to rotate, so he lets it come and dishes the ball at the last second bucket. Or watch here, as Chris floats at the top and gets screened. The thing to note is he's not even worried about the defenders that are in front of him. He's looking at his corners, and once that defense begins to rotate, it's already over. Another great example. Watch the Suns run double drag. One screener dives while the other pops out for three. In this particular one, we see Chris Paul again having eyes in the corner. The moment the rotation comes, he dishes it and makes the defense pay. Chris Paul is such a pleasure to watch. There's so much more to his game than can be discussed in a single video. Phoenix is so fortunate to have him, and hopefully, 
He's able to not only win his first title, but also bring this great city its first championship. Look, I, I the eye test, we all we all know how great Chris Paul is, but when you see it broken down like that, it is unbelievable his court vision and how important he is to what this team does. I mean, he and Devin Booker are the monsters of the mid-range. There's no doubt about it. There's never been, you know, I'm I, I feel comfortable in saying there's never been quite a duo like that from mid-range and what they've been able to do. And that video right. highlights how important it's it's gonna be to try to figure out how you how you fill that hole if he's out in game one and potentially game two. How do you how do you stem the tide despite not having that guy? And and Etwan Moore, uh, you know, you're gonna have to have him step up campaign, uh potentially Javon Carter in defensive situations, although he's more of a, a two. That that just hammers home how difficult it is to play without Chris Paul and, and how dangerous game one could be. It could be the ultimate trap game as the first game in a series uh, for the Suns team uh, because you don't want to lose home court in game one because just because of the Chris Paul factor. What we've seen so far, though, is Devin Booker comes right out focused as heck. I mean, in these in these playoffs, every single really important game, Chris Paul or excuse me, Devin Booker has stepped up, made his shots, and that's the key is making those early shots uh, to keep everybody honest and calm. And you got Monty Williams in the in the huddles, um, keeping people calm, saying the right things. Look, Ty Lue is a really good coach for the Clippers in that they they give him credit for keeping them calm when there's when there's you know potential moments for panic. Uh, and obviously, um, their former coach for the Clippers is not as good at that, and he's showing it again with Philadelphia. Um, so I really think Ty Lue is a really good coach, but so is Monty Williams in that same regard. It keeps people honest and keeps them straight, keeps their heads straight, keeps them in the game. I think it's going to be fine. Moore, um, I would not be surprised to see Etwan Moore actually get a start, maybe not game one, but if Chris Paul's out again in game two, only because I really like campaign as a change of pace in the in the yeah. role that he's got. I wouldn't necessarily bump everybody up a level. I'd really just try to fill in where, where um, Chris Paul is missing at the beginning of the game and then just see what how it ha- how it goes the rest of the game. Um, campaign can get really excitable. Uh, sometimes that's in good ways and bad ways. I love the cam controls the ball. He doesn't get turnovers. Uh, same thing with Eton Moore. Uh, you can trust him not to commit turnovers. That's going to be real key too. So it's obviously the Suns are not going to be as good without Chris Paul, but as we see with the Clippers, you can still be really good without your all NBA player, your best player. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you know, but the the other thing that I think we all kind of overlook is the Chris Paul effect on this team as a whole and a, a how it has taken effect the entire season. Um, so I think without him in this game, I think Chris Paul's presence for the duration of this season will still be there, obviously, when they get into the first game of this playoff. And they'll they'll harken back to some of the things that he said, uh, the the you know, the the calmness that he's presented. Um, and, you know, and the focus that he's really presented these guys uh, all season long. And that, that won't be any different. That won't change. And Monty will do a great job of, of making sure these guys are ready to go in game one. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too concerned if, if Chris Paul misses game one um, or even game two. Uh, the, only, the only concern I would have is, is if the Suns were to drop one or two, then I would, I'd be a little, little, little worried. But Here's I, a couple of- I, I feel like in game one specifically – I'm not as concerned as maybe most people might be because you've got a lot of emotion, you've got a lot of hype, and you've got a lot of energy if you're the Suns and you're ready to come out and just blow the roof off this place in game one. Um, so so I, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident in the Suns in game one. Yeah, I, I tend to be the same way. I kind of wonder if Monty, the ultimate chess player as we've seen, is there a chance he goes a little unexpected? Play, slides book to the one starts no, with him. So no. the ball's in his Please, hand. No, yeah. no, fuck I don't know. I just have 10 turnovers at halftime. If that's I, the way it I just, I just wonder, no. you know, no. I, I actually think he's more likely to start each one than, than camp. Yeah. No, I was about to be honest. I don't think he will, but I'm just wondering, is there something he does that, that puts the Clippers on their heels uh, if if CP3 is out in game one, which you're just my gut is saying he will. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. Uh, please, please, no Devin Booker at the one. He just <laughs> he doesn't have the chops to keep keep. You've got to re- reduce turnovers. The Clippers can beat you in transition transition threes uh, when your defense is scrambling. You've got to make the you've got to make it so that your defense has time to set up as many times as possible down there. And Book has just way too many turnovers to be the one. He's great as a secondary ball handler. He's just not strong enough as a primary to to keep the game under control. So God, I really hope not. And Monty has shown that he is no. a huge, if anything else, Monty has shown he's a huge fan of not point Dario, please. Uh, <laughs> Monty to, has shown that he's a huge, the chat. No. <laughs> uh, he's a huge fan of positional, like traditional positions, yeah. you know, like he really likes big power for, he tried uh, to put Aaron Baines next to Deandre Ayton last year. Remember that he's a big fan of putting Frank Kaminsky Dario next to Ayton when they needed to go big. Um, He's not going to give up a point guard position, at least in starting. Uh, It could be that the second half has a lot of point book going of a game. Once he knows how book is going to be handling the ball that game, but I wouldn't start out a game like that. Can, Can we bring back point bender? Do we remember that from Summer League? Wow. <laughs> oh, man. You got to remember where you bend it. That's, the, that's what you want to do in Western you know, Conference Finals is bring back Point Bender. You know, I got I got my butt chewed out the very first week I was at, uh, at the time, Fox Sports Arizona because I tweeted out. <laughs> it was a preseason game, and, Dar, or, uh, and Bender came in, airballed four shots, and threw the ball over everybody's head twice on yeah. six straight <laughs> possessions. And I was like, that might be the worst – three-minute span of basketball I've ever seen in my life. And somebody chewed me out. They said, you can't do that. (laughs) You know know what I love is I've never taken crap for the autographed Dragon Bender jersey card that sits behind me on this show as a as a remembrance of bender island well you will now (laughs) but anyways let's get back to to the, the here and now right we're looking at it do you do you think CP3 misses game one, Dave? Why don't, why don't we start with you? Uh, yeah, I really do think he misses game one. I think that's been uh, assumed that he was not going to be cleared by Sunday. That's not that there needs to be a seven days or anything like that involved, but he's got to get consecutive negative tests 24 hours apart. Is it possible that he gets a negative today and a negative tomorrow? Yes, that's quite possible. Will he try? Absolutely. I guarantee Chris Paul is sitting there at the clinic or wherever it is nonstop. He's probably not even moving, just sitting at that table waiting for his next test. I guarantee. He's probably doing a 12 an hour. Just here you go. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Here Here you go. go. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, No, there's no way Chris Paul is going to under test himself uh, for this, but it's pretty well. The other thing that gave it away to me, and I don't have any inside info guys, but the other thing that gave it away to me is the um, campaign and Mikel Bridges. um, Well, first of all, okay. So they had post-practice interviews yesterday. Sorry. Monty Williams was, uh, was pretty, he's like, (laughs) if we're missing uh, Chris Paul, then we'll do some, this and that. And the other thing, but when campaign and Mikel Bridges were interviewed, they were just already talking about next man up. They were already ready to go game one without Paul, without saying it. Um, Whereas, you know, when Chris Paul hurt his shoulder campaign was the first one to say, God, I really miss Chris out there. I really want Chris to be out there. I want him to get healthy. We need him. We need him. Um, Yesterday campaign was just like, you know, next man up. We're all ready to go. So I think these guys have accepted that Chris Paul's out at least game one. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll all be ready. You know, and and I'm not good at reading tea leaves, so <laughs> barely Davis. <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm just uh, I don't know what these players are thinking. I don't know what's been said behind closed doors. So I'm just gonna go off of what I I see at face value. The Suns will be prepared for Game One without Chris Paul. It, it should he come back, that's a bonus. I think they're all preparing as if he's not. Uh, they've been practicing all week without him, so I they'll be ready to go. I think Chris Paul yep. will probably miss game one. But again, I don't have any sources that say that. I don't have any information. We're going to find out today. I'm just looking at those tea leaves. Yeah, we're going to find out today um, some some more official word on that. And hopefully, you know, we all got to pray for the best. But, hey, these, these sons are plenty good enough to beat the Clippers in game one and even in the series without Chris Paul. I, I do have sources that are telling me that this gentleman uh, has been – 
Let me see if can you see my screen right now, boys? This gentleman has been taking the COVID tests over the last few days to ensure that uh, that they come back negative. This is the new Chris Paul? That's uh, Alfonso Romero there. Uh, uh, Carlton. If our guy is asymptomatic, couldn't he just wear his glasses and come in as Cliff Paul and then get activated? I'm I'm willing to sacrifice the new. The new Chris Paul and Cliff Paul in a ritual he could, sacrifice he could to the put on Jalen Smith's goggles. <laughs> Chris Paul could go, put on Jalen's goggles and come oh. out. <laughs> Look, I uh, I don't think he's going to play game one. Wear Javon Carter's been, uniform. Come on. It's just, there's just this. so many so many things that uh, uh, that have pointed at that being the concern, you know, that, that, that if it was Tuesday, people felt like it was going to be in the clear. I just don't think he's going to play uh, on Sunday. Uh, and that makes it slightly more difficult, but Saul, er, to your point earlier, I don't think we're going to see, you know, what are the chance? Well, knock on wood. I shouldn't say it. Dude, that for way, real. I, if hey, you were about to say what I thought you were about to say, the, bro, come on now. The, the likelihood of You're a teasing the gods, the, the, the likelihood of a Frank Johnson, uh, Frank uh, Jackson, uh, right? <laughs> Reggie Jackson or Terrence Mann, uh crazy game again is probably uh, slim with the way the sun's defense plays so then it's going to come down to how much can uh, can uh, paul george carry uh, the clippers what does that look like but we haven't even talked about the best part of what this series could mean gentlemen the suns could knock out the entire morai in this in this playoffs if they beat the clippers having taken out the lakers in round one and having a shot at the clippers in the western conference finals i don't know that there's much uh, much better than that it's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> who, I know who Gambo would get the limbo for them. Oh, yeah, well, hey, wouldn't, I, it, wouldn't it be great if Chris Paul could actually beat his Clippers, his former team, in yes. the Western Conference Finals to make the finals to prove that he wasn't the problem on that team? Look, in, uh, I, it would be fantastic. I mean, granted, it is a much different team, but he could – he could defeat his former team and then get to take on Blake Griffin in the finals and uh, and exercise a lot of demons for for himself mm-hmm. there uh, as well. So look, I, forget the limo. I'll pull up. I'll pull up the the jet. All right. I'll I'll, I'll spend the money for the jet to send the Morai somewhere uh, <laughs> to enjoy their off season once uh, once they eliminate Marcus. But X Factor boys, what, who do we think the X Factor? in this series is going to be uh dave let's start with you. game one or the whole series uh let's start with game one then we can talk the whole series as an x factor as well i think the x factor in game one has to be who takes the minutes that that cam and devin don't uh, for chris paul so assuming chris paul is out can each one more just you know tread water can if they give extra minutes to Tory Craig and they don't play Etwan more, maybe they just go with big wings uh, for all the extra minutes. It's quite possible that they do. The Suns do that, and can those guys tread water? That's what you've got to have. If you've got a zero, now uh, you know plus minus or whatever you know whatever the easiest stat is to use um, when neither when when those guys are are coming off the bench and taking some of Chris Paul's minutes. That's the X factor to me. If they get blasted off the court during those minutes, then obviously we got a problem. I think in so, game one specifically, uh, for me, it's always going to be DA. Uh, I know that's not really much of a reach to say that, but um, you know, I, I just feel like his importance in game one specifically without Chris Paul. Um, and, and I know, I know what 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 Dave's argument was about you know not expecting too much on the offensive side of the ball from DA, but I think in this particular game. You, we should have a little bit of a higher expectation for DA offensively. You know, if he's been getting 14, you know, give me 18 to 20. That's all I'm asking. You know what I mean? And he, and he did that against the Lakers, right? Uh, He did that easily against the Lakers. So I think he's fully capable of doing it. Um, And I think on the defensive end, I'm just curious to see how he's going to be um, a a better matchup against this Clippers team when they do try to go small. And he does have to try and guard Batum on the wing. I mean, go bear. Let's, let's be honest, go bear last night. There was many times where he didn't even, Like he put a hand up, but he was still like 10 feet away. Like it wasn't even close. You know, DA is not going to be that far back. And we've seen plenty of times where DA has blocked shots on the wing. So, um, so I'm, I'm excited to see that. And I'm, I'm expecting a lot of things from, from DA. 
I think it's going to be like it has been through most of the playoffs, the fans. You've got home court advantage. They've been yeah. uh, they've been fantastic enough that the national media took notice, which takes a lot when you're the Phoenix Suns. They're going to help carry this team in game one if there's no Chris Paul. That's that's just that energy that they're going to be able that that they can feed off of. Uh, they're going to be able to to carry them. And then for the series, I'll just throw this out. I think Kawhi Leonard is the X factor. If he can play, uh, which I don't expect it. Look, I, I really don't. But if there's some reason that the Clippers haven't said anything because there is, is a chance that he could play, that could swing the series uh, to get to get him back for the Clippers. Uh, and what version of him you get back. Do you that think is, the Kawhi Clippers are better than the healthy Suns? I don't know, but in the, in the playoffs, it's it's not necessarily are you the better team. It's do you have the momentum at the time, and and a return of a guy like that it can swing momentum, and that just concerns me. Right? They've, they've all they've also been wildly inconsistent with Kawhi in the in the in the fold, yeah. and, and they've been much much better without him. Let, I, let's be honest about that. As a team, they've been much yeah. much better. I I get it, but that's still the the same guy that found a way to carry the Raptors to a championship. Yeah. That's a yeah. guy that had such an impact MVP. on those yeah. San Antonio teams. Like that guy coming back could provide an emotional lift that becomes an X factor in would, this series. And that's concerning. I would also say that um, my X factor for the entire series is actually kind of, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to say it's, it's a combination of Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think if those two guys can show up big um, and, and at least neutralize what, Frank Jackson, <laughs> Reggie Jackson, <laughs> uh, and and man can do on their end. Um, I, I think they'll they'll be easily they'll they'll win this game the this series easily. Um, but if they get outplayed, then you're in trouble. But I don't I don't I have a I have a suspicion that that is not going to be the case. I think Mikel Bridges and I specifically Cam Johnson. I'm I'm Cam's going to have a game. I feel I just feel it in this series. He's going to have a yeah, game. Yeah. And you're going to be like, there he is. That that's what we've been waiting for for a while. And defensively, he's good. He's solid. He gives you a little punch here and there on offense. But I, I'm feeling a, a bigger game coming for him in this series. Look in the chat, we've got some people. A lot of people are saying Devin Booker as the X factor. Yeah. Um, that guy's got to step up. He's got to have a big, big game in game one for sure. Um, there's been yeah, there's been several people, including Coda Kid, our man. Um, definitely saying it's it's Devin Booker, and I can see that. I can see Booker getting definitely um, being that lightning rod of positive, you know, positive play to keep the guys um, level throughout the game in Game One for sure. Uh, for the entire series, yeah, man. If if Devin Booker is your five star player in the entire series, that's great. If he's your best player in the entire series, then that's awesome. Uh, Da is going to have to be one of the best players, one of the two or three best players in the whole series. I totally, I was not trying to downplay DA's influence or potential impact on the series. I was just trying to guide people away from the box score to judge it. That's all. Yeah. Well, look, there's, uh, you have such depth on this team that there are any amount of guys that could wind up being a surprise X factor in this series. And that's why James Jones built the roster the way he did. It's so you have multiple people who can step in, in, in big moments or in moments of need and fill in those gaps. So it's going to be very interesting, but I don't care if it's Frank Jackson, Reggie Jackson, Michael Jackson, Miss Jackson, action Jackson, Janet none Jackson. of it's going to matter because the Phoenix Suns are going to win this in five is what I'm going to say. Right here. I think, I think this, the, the Clippers are the Clippers still. I think the Suns have what it takes and are rolling with or without Chris Paul. I think this crowd's going to carry them. There is something special going on in Phoenix. I'm going to say, I'm going to say five and I don't care. I don't care if Terrence Mann wants to come over and, and <laughs> smack me in this uh, walk-in closet. That's what, uh, what I think it is. I will say this too. And today, Dave, I, I know in, in the, in the side chat, they mentioned this, but I think the, the Clippers and the Suns hate each other more than the Lakers and the oh, Suns yes. for sure. <laughs> And yeah, I, I don't. That, I don't think fan yeah, bases, but on court, yes. I don't yeah. know. I, even watching the Clippers celebrate last night, like they won the damn NBA championship, it just irritated me. I was like, really? 
Really? Like, you're that? I mean, I get it. They've never been to the Western Conference Finals. 50 years running. Cool. But it's just something about that team that I just do not like at all. And I think that goes to the DA point because DA, uh, you know, when yeah. when it when it gets physical and kind of nasty out there, DA kind of gets up for those kind of games a little bit. And, and so I'm excited to see it. I, I do. I'm so excited for this series. We're in the West Conference Finals, baby. Let's go. Look, look did. I don't think we're going to be talking about the fight in the stands in this series. I think we're going to be talking no, about the, be on the court, on the damn court. That's yeah. what's going to happen. These teams, the, we've talked about it. The Clippers are a damn irritant, right? They're yeah. sand in your jock strap. They're the kid kicking the back of your seat in an airplane, right? But the thing is, for once in Suns history, we're the ones who knock, baby. We're the, we're the annoying guys that are going to get under skin even more. Which makes this such a bizarre series because these are two teams that make the other team really dislike them, and and that's that's a, a recipe for some explosiveness, right? And I got I got a question for you guys: Is Jay Crowder going to get suspended for a game in this series? No. So Jay Crowder no. has four technicals so far. If you get seven, you're suspended for the next game. That's the only three techs he can accumulate. Two techs he can accumulate in this whole series. I feel like that's a that's a tightrope. Nope. He'll save he'll save that seventh tech for the playoffs when he salsa dances in in the clinching game in the in the finals. So he'll uh he'll, he'll give hit you with the salsa dance, peace out, and release. We're the all gonna get down on the, the court and salsa dance with uh, Jay, man, after the at the when they but, clinch the finals. That would be but great. Think about this. This is a team with, with Marcus Morris, who we all know is damn annoying. Patrick Beverly, which Devin Booker and Patrick Beverly are going to go toe-to-toe in this series. And I think Devin Booker is going to get him to hit that pouty face again. You remember that iconic photo? We're going to see see Patrick Beverly pouting like he's my four-year-old when I tell her, no, we can't can't read another book. It's time for bed. All right? Devin Booker last night like he was damn Steph Curry. I was like, come on, bro. Yeah, look. look, (laughs) Paul George can be damn annoying too, but – the Suns have got those guys too. Jay Crowder uh, gets under your skin. Devin mm-hmm. Booker gets under your skin. CP3 can really get under your skin. Like this, this is going to be fun. And Saul, Saul said it right. Fun series. It's time to enjoy the hell out of this, right? Yeah. It's the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Uh, regardless of what happens, this is every this game, is what, every minute. Yeah, this is what eleven years of crap. Uh, you know, this is what the timeline mm-hmm. was meant for. <laughs> and that's uh, and that's where we are now. Before we get out of here, because we're we're running up against time, uh, I want to announce something. Big announcement on the show here. We have a new partner. It is. Do you want to? Do you want to hit the? Uh, I think we have a video. Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of the Solar Panel. No, I'm your host, Greg Esposito. Joining me as always, the Silver Fox, Dave King. It's all Bookman. <laughs> it's all well, not too bad, you know. Hey, we were talking about some, uh, some good stuff today. So, uh, the yeah, official let's get to it. gear of the Solar Panel coming from our friends at Sadaka starting tomorrow. You'll be able to find it throughout our social media. But we thought, hey, when you get the Western Conference Finals starting, you might as well drop some merch, right? So we got some merch hot. coming coming hot. for you. I, I love uh, yeah, it, the the first shirt I think you guys are gonna love. We got multiple shirts coming with our friends over there. Looking forward to it. They are valley made, and uh, that is that is important to us is working with people that we we appreciate around the valley. I love that the audio only version of the show, people think we just restarted the show there because yeah. there was no there was no audio <laughs> announcing that. But yes, we are uh we are dropping some merch for you, the fans. It'll be it'll be nice. I'm excited. Uh, also I'm very, very excited that you guys showed the the clips of me in that promo where I look like I'm a, a little special boy. Oh I we re- <laughs> I requested Find the clips that make Dave look the worst and put them in any promo we have. That is part of my contract to continue doing this show, just so you know. So, Point taken. Look, look, and then we got, we always have to say a big thank you to our friends over at Manscaped. But since we are playing the Clippers, I refuse to promote anything that is a Clipper. So we're going to have to promote their uh, the Plow 2.0, a razor. You can get that for your balls. 
Yeah, maybe not your balls. I don't know if you. I don't know if you want to, but around oh, there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, the the oh there's there's just they've they've got sprays, they've got t-shirts, they got lotions they, for your boys down there to kind of refresh got, everything. It's not pina colada butt lotion, but it, you know, it's it's close. They, it's close. They, they got boxers that are nice for the boys. I can tell you that. Yeah. So just we're gonna have uh, there's we're gonna tease our friends at Manscape with not promoting their clipper for the entire series. We will promote other things. Seabuck Star says, I'm not plowing my balls. Yeah, but good I choice. Like, good choice. I like how we're get plowed. Look, so if you <laughs> so I'm not reading that. But the, oh. Only only the YouTube gets to enjoy that. Uh so if you want to hit up any that. of the manscaped <laughs> items that aren't clippers or if you want to pick up one of their uh, their lawnmower four point too early for this. People are saying. Uh, <laughs> hit the code flaming ballers at checkout, save twenty percent. Get free shipping. That's code flaming ballers at checkout. Get save twenty percent. Get free shipping at manscaped dot dot com. I apologize <laughs> to them, but but we're not we're not uh, we're not using clippers in this uh, in this series. So, boys, uh, we are almost at time here. So. We're hours away from game one of the Western Conference Finals. Something that not many of us would have predicted for this year. But what is the one thing that stands out to you about this series? And what is your prediction? Dave, we'll start with you. Well, uh, look, I, uh, the only question is how many games the Suns are going to win in. They've closed out both series on the road. Uh, so I don't mind saying something like Suns in six, um, but I, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to say Suns in five in this one. Oh, way to copy. Way to copy, Dave. It's all go ahead. Well, if you didn't huh? like Dave's answer, I can assure you, you won't <laughs> like mine as well. Um, I don't know why, but I, I've had this sneaky suspicion that the Suns are just on another level uh, right now than a lot of the NBA. And so I would agree. Uh, Suns in five. Um, the only reason why I'm not saying Suns and Four is because you just you, you don't know about the status of Chris Paul in Game One, and that's the only kind of up in the air game that I, I believe. Now, with that being said, the Clippers fans also showed up last night, and they were pretty loud as well, and they got really <laughs> raucous. Um, and that was the first time that they were able to have a full a full stadium or a full <laughs> arena. Um, so you know, it, it's it's uh you know it, again i'm i'm excited to watch this series i think it's going to be a good series and i'm excited to watch the phoenix suns play basketball and hopefully get back to the nba finals for look, the first time look i was worried i i was worried <laughs> sorry yes yes first time in a very very freaking yeah. long time i was nine the last time they were in the finals all right yeah, so let's uh, keep that in mind uh look I, Darth Voida, our friend from uh, Suns Jam session in the chat, said, are, are we afraid that the week off killed momentum? I was concerned about that no. until the Chris Paul news. And then to me, that locked them in. Any chance of your mind wandering or or the time off being being a detriment went away when when that became a potential reality, that they knew they had to work their asses off to be prepared to play without Chris Paul. I think it did them a favor in terms of that with, with the seven days off. So I'm not concerned uh, about that. I, yeah. I see a team that has, uh, has had focus all year and I don't think Monty Williams let them get happy on the farm in the last seven days. I agree with that. <laughs> Darth. No. I was not 37 the last time the Suns made the finals. <laughs> no, he was 45, thank you very much. He, he was on his 14th marriage, and he was 45 and when the Suns went to the finals last time. No, look, this is, this is going to be one hell of a ride. It starts Sunday at 1230 on ABC. Thank you to the Clippers for making Father's Day one of the most complex days I think I'm ever oh, going to have to navigate between – Trying to honor my father, watching the game, doing a post game show, and trying to honor my father in law. Uh, Sunday's going to be one hell what of a day. Being and yourself. And how about being honored? Being you know, honored. You're a dad as well. Look, it's never about me. 
It never has been. It never will uh, be. This except entire this show is always about you. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know, about right? <laughs> That's why he has this show. So something's about him. Might as well be hey, called the Espo Solar Panel. <laughs> it used to be. It, it was going to be named the Espo Show. But then I thought, yeah, Dave and, and Tim are going to show up. So maybe maybe we should call it something else. We can still change it, though, if anybody wants to. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Yes. Enjoy your morning. Make everybody make you breakfast in bed or whatever it is, and then get down and watch the Suns game. Hey, yeah, baby. And and get ready for Devin Booker to become a father tomorrow because he's gonna stick it to the Clippers. They, he's gonna be their daddy. All right. Oh so, snap. <laughs> Look at that. You got On Dave King comment. Um, uh, next to me you can follow him at dave king nba the nba is there because well he's got to feel a little bit better about being as old as he is and on father's day he realizes just how <laughs> old he is when he realizes how old his children are and then you've got at saul bookman you can follow him at saul underscore bookman the underscore is there because you gotta fit a championship trophy in somewhere and then saul had to make that space so that's why he put that there. I mean, right. granted, right. he's been waiting like what? What is it? Ten years uh, to to get that in there, but it's been there a while. But so, uh, somebody suggesting the solar espo. Uh, yes, the, we can call this the solar espo. I am your host, Greg Esposito. Always a pleasure to have you here. We will talk to you next time tomorrow after the game with the Suns Jam session. Until then, ahoy, ahoy. Five to Barclay, Barclay puts it up, there's a count, it's a shake